You are listening to Where is the Line? The stories you will hear will be depraved, disturbing, and true. If you are easily unsettled, you may find this program offensive. And if you are under the age of 18, fuck off. Commercials are all over the TV asking, do you feel like half the man you used to be? Or they're offering to supercharge your sexual stamina. Tonight, the truth about sex enhancements for men. It may surprise you and maybe even your doctor. Everybody drinking blood, everybody eating brains. Some monster party. Everybody eating flesh, everybody breaking bones. Some monster party. Thank you so much for listening to episode 41 of Where is the Line? My name is Kevin, and with me today is Kansas City Metro Area's own supervising forensic autopsy specialist, Holly. How are you, Holly? I'm doing well. Hi, everyone. Also in the room is someone who I believe to be Holly's favorite person and quickly becoming one of my own, Sebastian. That's Dr. Sebastian. Doc, you're not really a doctor of anything. <laughs> I have an honorary degree. What, what is your doctorate? Doctor? I don't know, but Taylor Swift just got one, so I deserve one as well. Okay, so <laughs> by extension of Taylor Swift's, I'm sure, totally legitimate PhD I don't want to have. I don't want to do this with you because I'm a Swifty, and if there's any negative comments about Taylor Swift in the comment section, we're gonna have a problem. I've tried to come around to Taylor Swift. It's not working. For it's me fine. Though. It's fine. I've watched a couple of things. I am not anti Taylor Swift, but I am very surprised you being self-described goth. Sure, why not? Is that common amongst the I goth I was very surprised, Swifties? too. I'm not going to lie. Whenever he told me he was really into Taylor Swift, I was like, are you kidding? Yeah, but then you remember I'm gay, and it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, well, he is super homosexual. So Yeah, she's a phenomenal songwriter. Phenomenal. Well, it's been a while since the last episode. We tried to record one. It did not go well. <laughs> we <laughs> scrapped the idea entirely. But before we get into today's episode, we got some new patrons to mention. God, I feel so fucking guilty about the Patreon. <laughs> anyway, new patrons, if you're listening, your stickers will be coming, I promise. And I'm going to start doing some more things. I've actually got an idea for something I'm going to put on the Patreon, but I don't want to say anything because a lot of times if I say my ideas out loud, I feel like if I get positive feedback, something in my brain goes mission accomplished and just moves on to something else. Are you finally going to do the ASMR that I recommended? No, I'm not going to do. <laughs> We're getting rid of the the ten dollar porn tier. Yeah, that's so bullshit. That's wrong. It was something <laughs> creepy. I was outvoted. Yeah, but for people who join at the ten dollar level, if you do want some ASMR, I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> I'm also trying to get Kevin on Wiki Feet too. So if anybody's willing to help me with that. Is. And I can't imagine. I mean, it's well, my 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 distaste for feet is well documented. It is. This we'll is get one of my favorite episodes. No, it's fine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and you it's know, okay you to be wrong sometimes. That, Holly got a, a, a pedicure and it just came in hot showing me my feet, her feet as soon as she got here. Today. Oh, yeah. I actually completely forgot that you didn't like feet until just right now. <laughs> and, you just <laughs> and I was like, hey, I want to check out my and I actually earlier today, I, I had one of those Invisalign kits where you like make the mold yourself. And that is where I had it sitting on my desk and you put your foot right next to my tooth mold. 
<laughs> you said it wasn't going back in your mouth anyway, so it's fine. Well, it's not. And they're very clean. They were just pedicured, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's for Pico. <laughs> it looks great. Thanks. Speaking of the Patreon, <laughs> our new patrons are Carly Hartley, Sarah Balding, Ward Holsey, Winifred Torrance, which I'm pretty sure is a fake name, and also Solid Crow. Thank you, new patrons. If you'd like to join our Patreon, uh, don't expect much, but, you know, it happens in blasts. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to call out Winifred, but not Solid Crow? I did think that, too, at the same time. Well, you know what? As it turns out, Solid Crow is a Native American, so that is their name. That's fantastic. Oh. No, I just made that up. (laughs) (laughs) You knew that he was going to be very culturally sensitive to that. You just had to throw that in there. And the last order of business before we move on to the episode is we have a Discord, which was started by a listener of the show, Chris Wisman, and for probably the past (laughs) two years, (laughs) I've been planning to say something about this Discord on the show, and finally I have remembered it, and I have asked Sebastian to learn how to Discord so that he can tell you how to get onto it. How do you get onto the Discord, Sebastian? I have no idea. I just downloaded the app on my phone. But if you can tell me how to do something, I'll do it. I'll talk to anybody. I'll try anything twice. All right, so that's how you get on the Discord. (laughs) So are you ready to get into this episode? Yeah, I don't even know what we're doing. All right, let's do it. In the absence of resources, ingenuity tends to thrive, and there are few places where a person might find themselves more poorly resourced than in prison. In a previous episode, the one with writer and former inmate Ryan Martin, we learned of homemade masturbatory devices that prisoners make from latex gloves and tobacco canisters. This bold sort of indigent inventiveness will play a large role in today's story. One of the most endearing things to me about my new co-host, Holly, is that she will, from time to time, without context or warning, and maybe even over a slice of pizza, say something like, Today at work, I had to pull a domino out of a dead man's penis. It was this sentiment exactly that led to today's episode. Man, that was just a random thing that happened, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't realize how weird I am sometimes in the things that I say. It's perfect. (laughs) We've talked about genital modification before on Where is the Line. In fact, our Shannon Laird episode might rank near or at the top of our growing list of episodes that people have difficulty listening to in their entirety. I've been told that the segment on bisected penises tends to be where people nope the fuck out on that episode. The point is, that even when performed by a professional and in a safe and sterile environment, the notions of genital modification and genital mutilation still just give some people the heebie-jeebies. Imagine now what happens when you take these same, to many people unsettling procedures out of the safety and relatively regulated environment of a tattoo parlor and instead perform them in a jail cell. What happens when operations like these are performed without the benefit 
of sterile conditions. What might someone use in the place of a scalpel in a place where stainless steel is contraband? And when pre-made silicon implants are unavailable, what items might suffice for implantation into one's most sensitive of areas? This is what we're talking about today. Prison genital modification or penal penile implant practitioners and their patients. <laughs> So implanting foreign objects under the skin of the penis goes back a millennia, over a thousand years. I mean, you can you can find uh, records of people doing this in Asia. Some of the aboriginal populations in Australia do this kind of thing. But today, we're talking specifically about this being done in prison. And it seems like the group that, I don't know if they necessarily started it, but we're it was the most prolific originally, seems to have been amongst the Yakuza. So if you don't know, the Yakuza is uh, organized crime originated in Japan. Ja Japanese, right? Yeah. 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 Japanese, Asian organized crime. They've kind of moved out from Japan, but that tends to be, that. that's the origin of the Yakuza. Um, the Yakuza, when they go to prison, I, I don't know if this is amongst all of them, but it seems to be a very common place. For each year that they're in prison, they will implant a bead underneath the skin of their prison. So however many beads they have there is how many years that they've been in prison. Holy shit. Absolutely. What about like a 20-year <laughs> sentence? Like, yeah, what are you... 20 what? beads. I just want everyone to how know big are the beads? that Kevin gathered all of this information within like 24 hours. And I think that's very important to mention. Well, the last episode fell the fuck through. And no, no, no. I'm not <laughs> so. saying it. I'm not saying it in a judgmental way. I'm saying it in a, we're all along for this great ride. Yeah, that I, even we, the hosts, have no idea what's coming. I uh, I only know that I gave spark to the idea, but otherwise a yeah. lot of this information is new to me. You gave spark and Kevin and I both looked at each other and went body modification, but Prison and prison is the selling point. And yes. as it turns out, this is the uh, you know we, when I first started looking this up, I didn't really expect to find as much as I did. But this is actually this is a genuine problem. There case study after case study. There's a lot of actual I'm so excited peer reviewed work and research on the topic of prisoners sticking shit inside their penises, not through the urethra, underneath the skin, subcutaneously. Yeah. I the thing in any of those articles, did you see anything about the infection or anything? Like I did. We're getting there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, I'm so excited for that's that. That's gonna be the fun part. But yeah, the the Yakuza, this is really prominent amongst the Yakuza, and it seems to have started in prominence amongst them with these beads for every year. But the Yakuza are into a lot of body modification stuff. They're they're regularly very heavily tattooed, even much more so than the gangs in America, mm -hmm. not organized crime, but the West Coast, mm -hmm. <laughs> East Coast type of gangs. For most people who do this, though, it's about aesthetics, for one, and also for a possibly malignantly misguided belief that this is going to be enjoyable for their partners. <laughs> you know what my immediate thought is about this? Is there, like, no gay men that are partaking because i cannot imagine no, that's no. actually an interesting point because uh one of the one of the studies that i looked up they surveyed somewhere in the number, neighborhood of 1800 men with these implants somewhere in the neighborhood of 86 percent of them had them done while they were in prison and amongst them 
zero identified as homosexual. Wow. I mean, like, I can't imagine that it would go into a butthole easy. That's what I mean. That's my immediate thought. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things. And we're not going to get into a lot of this, but there's, there's a lot of uh, complications you wouldn't really think of. So abrasions that affect the sexual partners of the people who have these is a problem. STIs are more common amongst them. And a big part of the reason for that is that they'll often puncture condoms. So you'll actually rip the condom and not even know it. So I want to talk about three cases that I found in the case studies for this. The first one comes from a 25-year-old uncircumcised Hispanic man. His operation was performed one week before he was released from prison. This was performed on the advice of a fellow inmate who, quote, informed him that this procedure would increase Female partner pleasure during intercourse. This is why the patriarchy hurts everyone. You know what I mean? This is why we need sex education. Because these poor men know absolutely nothing of how the female anatomy works. They know nothing of how their anatomy works. This they is why watch that new show on, on Netflix. I started it. I started it, yeah. watching it. Yes, it's fantastic. I had no idea that the clitoris was actually shaped like Yoda's hand. Right. <laughs> I remember watching it with Holly and it was like the inside like stimulates the outside. And she went, huh. Principles yeah. of pleasure. It's very good. So this procedure on this 26-year-old man, in the absence of a scalpel, this practitioner used a ballpoint pen and used a stabbing kind of movement to <laughs> puncture a hole in the skin on top of this man's penis. Um, and inside of this, they inserted a heart shape. And this was made out of a domino. And dominoes specifically are very popular for this purpose. In fact, there is uh, all three of the cases that I'm talking about here involve dominoes that were carved into different shapes and inserted. And the cases that I have come across in my line of work, also, they were dominoes. Also, yeah. dominoes. Um, this particular one became infected. This happened, I believe, a week before he left prison. So after he leaves prison, this becomes infected. He has to go to the doctor. It's secreting a purulent fluid. Um, so he goes to the doctor. They, they irrigate this area, cut the heart shape out, close it back up with some absorbable sutures, and send him on his way and tell him to come back in a few weeks for a follow-up. He does not come back for the follow-up, so that's the last thing we know about this man. Do we know, is it just one misguided man in prison giving this advice, or is this a widespread this network? This seems to be a widespread belief amongst prison populations that when you get out, the ladies are going to want a I'm piece like, of a domino shaped <laughs> up in I your genuinely want to know, is it is it cultural or is it just pure ignorance? I, I don't get the feeling it's cultural. This is It occurs with the most frequency in Asian and Hispanic cultures, but it's... Really? It happens, it, but it also happens among white inmates. It happens in Australia. They've got their own report on this. Wow. But the thing is, whenever you were talking about the ballpoint pen... Mm-hmm. So I did not get the feeling that this had been sharpened. Okay, so there's this thing like in medical terms, it's called undermining, and it can also be part of an injury. So basically, if you imagine, like, have you ever heard of somebody being like scalped? Basically, the fact Mm -hmm. that the tissue is separated from the 
underlying anatomy, so the bone. So if this if the scalp was like flappy <laughs> from its injury, it would be undermining however many inches into the tissue. And so like I imagine that the ballpoint pen would have to not only pierce, but they'd have to stab it in a little bit. Probably, I mean, I would say an inch at least to get then get the domino in there. Yeah, you have to clear out some space in there. Yeah, so it would fit in because you make not, a pocket. Yeah, that's basically that's what it is. Under my yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and this is done without the uh, benefit of anesthesia or a general anesthetic. Yeah, no shit. Another one of these cases was a 39-year-old. This person had a heart shape, just like the previous person shoved up in there. But they added to this a horseshoe shape with ribs across the top. So this is, if you've ever seen the ribbed for her pleasure kinds of condoms, (laughs) Uh, this is like a beneath-the-skin ribbing. I can't, can't imagine. And two rosary beads. Yeah, that one makes sense. Now that's some blasphemy. That that one makes sense, though. That makes sense. How does that make sense? I don't know. It's cultural. Mm. That doesn't make sense to you? That the Mexican boy would use rosary beads. I mean, I get where you're going with it. But also, resource-wise, in a prison, like... Uh, Yeah, the dominoes make sense. The dominoes are for playing games and keeping yourself entertained, and the Mm -hmm. rosary has to be allowed for your freedom of religion in there, so... <laughs> just, somebody has this long rosary hanging like, hey, off can of them, I get a bead off of and it just quick? keeps getting a little shorter and a little shorter <laughs> until it's like a choker. Oh God, no! And then all of the rest of the inmates are kind of limping around. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so this person had these two rosary beads, the heart shape that was constructed out of a domino, and the horseshoe shape. Uh, with the ridges on it, that's the that's the objects this person had. They had to go to the hospital when they fell down, and the horseshoe protruded through the skin like a compound fracture. You might think of that. So this person, the top of this man's penis. How the fuck a, are you falling that hard on your you dick? You know what? I was <laughs> really wondering that too. Like how? Did your dick get curb stomped or they something? Didn't, they like, didn't go into that kind of detail. I don't um, know, guys. I've fallen on some dicks pretty hard. So I think you could fall <laughs> the opposite way. On the dick, though? I don't know. And also, you know, and that, and they didn't describe how this accident actually happened. They just said that the man fell. Uh, this object protruded through the skin. He had to go to the hospital. But they didn't really go into, like, how he fell on his... It sounds a lot like the suspicious stories they get in the ER where they're like, oh, I accidentally fell on this bottle and now it's in my ass. I thought that too. But also, this is a man who is coming in with two rosary beads (laughs) (laughs) in his dick and this fucking horseshoe thing that's sticking half out and bleeding and a piece of a domino. I just feel like this isn't the kind of guy that's going to make up a fucking story, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it, it could have been like maybe the tissue became compromised at some point due to the illegitimacy of this type of procedure. Like maybe it got a little thinned or something. I could see that happening maybe. I don't know. In, in any case, uh, they removed all the objects from this man, sewed him up, asked him to come back for a follow-up visit, and he never showed just like the previous <laughs> Makes patient. sense. Uh, the last one I was going to talk about really briefly, 28-year-old goes to the hospital uh, because of some inflammation and pain. It was explained to him 
that the diamond and bone-shaped objects which had been carved out of dominoes would need to be removed, at which point this man flipped his shit, started yelling at everybody, uh, had to be restrained, and then the objects were removed. They scheduled a follow-up visit for which he never returned. Does it, does it say why he flipped his shit? Like, was he upset about having... He was an- upset about having to have them removed. Okay, just that. I was like, if he's actually scared of the surgery where he gets anesthesia of some type. These three cases are pretty, I think, paint a pretty decent picture of how this typically goes down. But you, uh, at your job, have actually come across this before. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Um, I've only ever seen it in people that were in the prison system, either previously or at the time of their death. And the first time I saw it... So you've seen this multiple times? Twice. Oh, twice. Okay. Just twice. Not like super, super common, but no, maybe three times. After the first time, we were like, oh, it's one of those things. Because the first time we saw it, everybody there had never seen it before. And so that's what made it kind of comical in a sense, because it's a quote unquote serious job. And then we're examining this body and all of us... Somebody has to say it. It's like, who's just going to say it first? It's like, what is that (laughs) in this guy's penis? In part of our exams, there's a very specific area on the body exam, like where we document everything, right? It's like fill in the blank on one side and then like diagramming on the other side. One of the fill in blanks is just says genitals. And so we comment on anything we may see. And in my experience, it's Usually we document if they're circumcised or uncircumcised, if they have some type of infection or genital warts of some kind. And then there's the implants. So it's very, it's not very common that that happens. So are these shaped? Yeah. So the first time we saw it, we're all like, okay, what the fuck? What is this? And it was, like you said, a diamond shaped. I think that was one of the previous Mm -hmm. ones. And we all automatically assumed that had to be some kind of weird augmentation of subtype but it was completely healed the scar wasn't even visible it was however he got it done it was you done could well see it through yeah. the skin yeah you could yeah a, a diamond shaped in his flaccid dead penis <laughs> there is another procedure that happens to uh inmate penises and that's the injection of vaseline why? <laughs> to increase girth. And again, this is something that people tend to do, it seems, towards the end of their prison sentence in preparation for making themselves more appealing to the ladies when they get out. Wow. And this all just seems, I don't know, maybe, I guess there's just different dating populations with these people. I just, there has to I be. just cannot. <laughs> it's just hard to imagine they're, that they're, you know. Yeah, I am. Um, getting it into your head that like, I'm about to hit the dating scene. I need so to hard shove all some these ladies. domino pieces up in there and like and squirt Vaseline in there. Like with where an injection? Are they getting, are where they? are they getting these needles? Because Vaseline is thick. Where are they having ready? You have to heat the Vaseline up. Okay, first. where are they getting <gasps> a ready They're supply? Are they hot or warm? Oh warm. my God. Oh my God. Yeah, so if you. Yeah. Where is the supply of needles coming from? You know it's not sterilized. So, ooh. Oh, baby. Yeah, Vaseline 
uh, becomes more liquid with heat added, so it becomes easier to inject. I would imagine that they're probably making like makeshift injecting devices, just like they make prison tattoo guns. I'm assuming it's just a super horrific on sterile <laughs> injection device. Why are these guys so obsessed with each other's dicks? I feel like all men in some way are obsessed with dicks. Either it's their own dick or I'm obsessed with other people's period. other people's yeah. dicks. Yeah, I'm really obsessed <laughs> with other people's dicks. Or even straight men like and think about how much straight men like to hit other straight men's dicks like sack taps and stuff. Like Somebody it happens did all that the at time. My 20-year high school reunion. Yeah, it doesn't matter like, how old you are. Asshole. I'm like <laughs> I'm fucking middle age. You don't come slap me in the dick. Okay, <laughs> but that high is school okay. But let's just think. Did you even know him like that? What? No. <laughs> Slapping someone in the dick is stupid, but it's a little bit diminished from cutting open someone's dick after you stab it with a ballpoint pen and shoving a fucking domino in. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying that. <laughs> You well, Sebastian asked how. Why are they so obsessed with oh, each yeah. other's dicks? And I'm like, well, I think in general, whether men want to, even if a straight man doesn't want to admit it, all men are a little obsessed with dicks in one way or another. They draw dicks all over everything in adolescence, anyway. It's just a thing. I don't know why. Yeah. Now the the Vaseline. <laughs> Tell me more. The Vaseline can cause problems that are in a completely different level than these domino insertions because. This Vaseline, as it spreads out underneath this layer of skin, if that becomes infected... All of it does. Yes. And so you end up with necrosis on that skin. Holy shit. <laughs> Which means... They lose their wiener. No. No? Their wieners get degloved. Holy shit. Paint me a, I paint have me got a, picture. a photo. I'm going to go get a no photo. No way. Paint me a picture. <laughs> I forgot to bring it in here with me. Man, do you really have so much weird shit that it's hard to find a picture of the decleft penis? Oh my god! You printed it off. You just frame it somewhere. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is horrific. Uh, if you'd like to see the image that <laughs> the forensic autopsy specialist called horrific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can check it out on whereistheline.net. Another thing about this. Okay, so when they deglove the penises like that. Can I see that again? So what's going to have to happen is that they're going to do uh, skin grafts. Right. To replace that skin. Sometimes this necrosis goes all the way down into the scrotum. So they lose all of that skin too. If they don't, if the scrotum is intact, there is a specific <laughs> procedure for regrowing the skin around the penis. So the, the photo that we were just looking at, uh, if you can imagine, there's the head of the penis, no skin anywhere from the head of the penis all the way down the shaft to the body. There's no skin on the shaft and then the scrotum is under that looking normal. You know what I think a more a friendly description of this, like earlier you mentioned the bird. Have you ever seen a picture of a husky that is shaved except for his head? Yes. That's exactly what it looks like, but with like raw ulcer looking flesh. <laughs> yes. And if your imagine if your imagination isn't good enough. We're gonna post it. Where's the line.net? Okay, so but if the scrotum is intact, you may have seen pictures, so like when they started doing uh 
with skin grafting techniques, I believe after World War One. You can see these very strange pictures of people who have things like their cheek grafted on to their shoulder, something mm-hmm. like that. And they're they're doing that so that that skin can continue to grow and mold onto the face right. and then they can separate it and they've got something along the lines of what they had before. So if the scrotum is intact, and I want to describe this to you and see if you get the mental image because I have a photo of this too and it's just fucking fascinating. Okay, so imagine you've got the penis, you've got the scrotum underneath. You make an incision in the top of the scrotum, right underneath where the shaft meets. So like that little ball crease. That's what you're describing. Make a little slice there. Shove the penis inside the scrotum. my God. (laughs) Make another incision on the bottom of the scrotum. Pull the head out. So now you've got the penis going through the scrotum and the head of the penis is coming through an incision in the bottom of the scrotum. So it's like the penis is impaling the scrotum. Exactly. It's like you took a like you took a sword and just ran but it just through. But just with their own penis. But just with their own penis. And so let me find that photo. You know, I would actually probably thoroughly enjoy seeing this in person just for educational purposes. Like I would just just to be able to see how that healing process happens. And you have to look at this closely because when you first see it, it just looks like, well, here you go. What the fuck? I cannot wait to see this. <laughs> it looks like a chocolate mold. It looks like a chocolate dick mold. This is why academic research papers are so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they will show pictures if it, yeah. They'll show pictures of, course of they anything yeah. because it's academics. This is fascinating. Show that to her. The one on the far left. Oh my god! It looks like just like a chocolate dick. That is, I cannot. I'm not even. I'm not even a penis and so the, owner. And so that the skin on the scrotum eventually melts to the penis. Right. Then they cut the scrotum up again to get the penis out. Sew everything back together. And I'm assuming this sensation would absolutely not even be close to the same. I don't have I don't a know. penis and scrotum, so I don't know the sensation difference between the two of them. Well, I mean, we'd notice. You would notice. <laughs> of course you would. I mean, a good portion of your penis just went missing. Well, for, for those of you who do have a penis and scrotum, should you find yourselves in prison and someone should suggest an operation like this to you, uh, we have it in good authority that this is not as popular amongst the ladies as uh, your fellow inmates might be leading you to believe. And also, uh, you could undergo some incredibly <laughs> gruesome surgery oh you know what man you just you do whatever makes you happy i mean sure do it in a safe way or you know what man my theory in life is my theory in life is if you can't be safe you better be on the news (laughs) (laughs) that's a good motto i guess that's good that's the end of the episode right there no it's not yes it is that's it i was done talking that's it okay Thank you so much for listening to episode 41 of Where is the Line? If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe to it wherever the hell you get your podcasts so that you can listen to the next episode that will come out whenever. 
Hopefully sooner than... It might be next week. Maybe. It might be longer than that. <laughs> Much longer than that. I'll try to make an effort to poke you a little bit more. Thank I've been you. trying to poke you for months and it hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, we've got a couple of voicemails to relate to you. Where the fuck are y'all? The last podcast I have is June. Now, I'm poor. I'm 60. I'm on Social Security. But I'm still hot as fuck. (laughs) That's right, Queen. I can't afford Patreon. But y'all rock my damn demented-minded world. I need ya. Where are ya? My favorite curse word is just your big basic suck my dick or (laughs) shit on a stick. Suck my dick is on point for this episode. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I guess that's about it. I love y'all. I know this woman is drinking a two liter of Pepsi. I mean, you know, all the rest of the podcast Blah, 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 blah. Y'all get into it. You're intelligent, Kevin. Thank you. He's hot, and too. a rarity in this uh, podcast world. And you share your fucked up shit and your fucked up shit. And whoever your co-host is of the day, your... <laughs> Soup of the day. I'm more than soup. With fingernails and I'm sure. What? A clit or two in that soup bowl. <laughs> never changing. I missed that part. Now I like a bloody bra. <laughs> That's nice. A bloody bra with a few earlobes. Okay, bra. We went through this last time. I thought she said bra. And maybe something really grody like a scab. As a matter of fact, I sent a scab or three from a tattoo that was healing to a friend of mine. And it was yellow. So there were like three pieces. And I sent them to a friend of mine and told him it was the best acid I'd ever taken. And that he should try it. <laughs> well, <laughs> good God. Anyway, uh, this is Juba fucking Moon. And, Juba fucking uh, Moon. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I dig y'all. Come back to Spotify. Thank you so much for that voicemail, Juba fucking Moon. I, I think the consensus around the room so is much. that we love you. Please don't be a horrible person, because I'm in love with you. (laughs) Uh, Even if you are a horrible person, I'll have a drink with you. Yeah. uh, We actually got a lot of voicemails, so I'm going to play one more, and then we're going to call it a day. Hello. I'm calling back because I just left a message, but I was holding one of my earbuds in my hand, and I think I squeezed it and fucked up the whole recording. So, um, yeah. I was just saying that um, I am currently listening to the last episode that is there right now, and I'm really sad because after listening to your podcast, like literally no other podcast does it for me anymore. Like I can't even sit through another podcast. It's just too boring. Like the way you guys talk, there's something 
magical about it. I don't care what you're talking about. You don't even have to be talking about a cool story. You could be like the Yo Mama jokes. That was amazing. Like anything. Um, so that's all. I really hope that um, you start making more podcasts because the world needs it. And I've told all my coworkers about it and they're all pumped about it because it's like the best podcast ever. Um, all of your voices are amazing, especially Kevin's. And um, yeah, he's hot too. Yeah. So please make more podcasts. And I hope everybody is doing well. I really do. Um, all right. Cool. Hope to hear some more soon. Bye. Thank you so much for that message. Did she say who she, what her name was? No, but I'm going to call her Sweet Baby. Thank you so much for that message, Sweet Baby. <laughs> so that's going to do it for episode 41. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Kids, when you go to bed, stay away from your closets and don't look under your bed.